0: Live. welcome back to checkpoint your number one show rounding up all the hottest not so modest gaming news stories of the week and discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about i'm one of your hosts james walmer don't j- 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 join today <laughs> by my dining point sugar daddy vincent Desantis. santis how we doing everybody how is it going It's going great, Ben. Thank you so much to audio listeners. Uh, You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash strictly casual. Please hit us with a rating on audio platforms. It really helps us out a lot. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. And make sure to turn on that notification bell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that.
0: That's that. Today, we're talking about leaks, leaks, and more leaks. And we're talking about uh, a lot of delays. There's one. You're right. There's one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got some reviews for Guardians of the Galaxy uh and we got some other stuff on the way sweet yeah we got I
1: mean, we got a lot of good stuff i was i was worried it would be like a
0: that is not a light news week. light week but no it's not a light. then week. i feel like you're always worried about it being a light week last week was a light week though but it's fine but it's
1: fine i mean it's always it's fine. always fine yeah
0: ain't no thing with having a light news week ain't no thing what are you doing how do you play what you How do I play? play? What playing, are you doing? How do you play? I'm playing
1: Deathloop a little bit more, I'm trying to get that platinum. I need to move on. I'm ready to move on, but I will not move on until I get that platinum trophy. Um, and if, I, should, yeah.
0: If you don't move on, you're just gonna have baggage. It's
1: exactly. called platinum it's baggage. Platinum baggage. Also, I think the camera is not picking up focus very well right now. No, it is, is not. Just a bummer, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, Deathloop, and then, um, I played a little bit of. What did I play? Oh. No, like that's like party games. Played
0: some New World, I'm sure. Not since last week, really. Yeah,
1: Deathloop's the only thing I played. Like in two hours of it, ish. Should wow. get two trophies, three trophies.
0: That's it. How about you? Well, wow. uh, I think I just jumped back into Deathloop. Played like one or two more loops on that bad boy. But honestly, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna put games on hold for a little bit just while I finish this Gundam that I'm building.
1: Yeah, you can do both. You'll find a way.
0: <laughs> i I'd have to split time. You got all weekend. I do not have all weekend. I have papers. Eh, so do I. Presentations. Yeah. have <laughs> budget time for fun. Sure.
1: Um, but yeah,
0: that's it. I'm just... Uh, Guardians
1: of the Galaxy, it's looking pretty good. You'll get into that in a sec. It does look pretty good. It's giving pretty good. I kind of want it. I mm-hmm. kind of didn't think I wanted it, but mm-hmm. I think I kind of want it.
0: Oh, I'm probably going to download that uh, Metroid Dread demo just to satiate my Oh, I didn't know there hunger. was a demo. Yeah, we'll talk about that today.
1: Cool. Should we just get right into Guardians of the Galaxy first? <laughs> Why not? Let's send it. We got a little review roundup of Guardians of the Galaxy. We got reviews from Gamespot, IGN, and Polygon. James, start us off with the first review.
0: Gamespot gave it a seven out of ten, saying this is uh Jordan Ramey. I'm gonna say that's how you Rain- pronounce Rame. I don't know his or her name. Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy doesn't feature an engaging combat system, save for the moments where the team huddles provide a loose connection to the much more engaging narrative theme of the strength of, a, of communication. The game instead shines via its storytelling, which is enhanced by a talented collection of voice actors and a wonderful soundtrack. If this game is your introduction to the titular heroes, it's not the best first impression, but sometimes when the galaxy needs to be saved, you can settle for good enough. So GameSpot says it's
1: pretty good. Okay, So It's good.
0: It's- it's okay it's
1: marvel no ign 8 out of 10 i read marvel instead of ign yep ign 8 out of 10 marvel's guardians of the galaxy nicely balances a goofy action-filled adventure with some genuinely heartfelt story moments and the choices you are given can add some surprising personal twists to your particular playthrough its combat and level design are relatively simple if still consistently entertaining but it's the relationships and banter between its characters that keep everything fresh as they evolve. It isn't going to set the world on fire, but Guardians of the Galaxy is still another convincing example of how much of how much fun a linear, no-frills,
0: single-player campaign can be. And that's Tom Marks. And from Ryan Gilliam at Polygon. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is about the difficulties that come with friendship and found family, but also how necessary connection is for all of us. Wow, so poetic. Wow. The game shows how frustrating characters like Rocket Raccoon can be, but in his absence, I found myself exploring less and pushing through the story just to find my way back to him. Even if he was still mad at me, anything not to be alone anymore. It takes work (laughs) to love someone or a group of someone's, and it's that shared labor that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy taps into. Cool. Sounds like people like the characters. Story and characters sounds like very good. Combat and gameplay just okay. But, every time I watch the combat, I'm like, oh yeah, I know I could get into
1: this. It looks smooth as hell. Do you see like, like, uh, there's the animations where Star-Lord like, runs in a circle and he's like, shooting with his guns looks so smooth. His like, arm goes back like, as you move him around and stuff instead of just like, shooting and then it like, cutting into a different position. I was like, oh, that looks super cool. I don't know. And then there's like, some quick time events and stuff in the combat. I like it. It looks sick. Um, this is probably a sale game for me.
0: It's gonna be a deep sale for me, like thirty bucks.
1: I think I, I think I push a forty-five on it.
0: Is it, is it at sixty right now? Yeah, but 26. the steelbook is gonna be set, be seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, the steelbook is fire. Steelbook is sick. I almost uh, entered in for that Guardians of the Galaxy Xbox Series X.
1: You should have done it. Shits and gigs. All right. Next up, Warner Bros. is reportedly making a Smash Bros. style game with Batman and Gandalf, and a lot more people. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Warner Bros. uh, Games is reportedly working on a Smash Bros. style fighter called Multiverses, featuring characters from its various IPs. That's according to a Reddit report corroborated by journalist Jeff Grubb. Further credibility was given to the claims following the discovery of a trademark filing by Warner Bros., which was registered last month for the name Multiverses. The reporter had claimed in August that Netherrealm was already working on Mortal Kombat 12, prioritizing it over its DC superhero series Injustice due to uncertainty over its future with parent company WB Games. Please make Injustice 3 with the Watchmen. Please. That would be pretty awesome. According to the multiverse claim, multiverse's claim, the list of characters in multiverse's includes Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, Tom and Jerry, Batman, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, and Johnny Bravo. And according to the Liquid HBO X leak, Steven Universe, Adventure Time, Batman and Harley Quinn, Superman and Wonder Woman, Rick and Morty, and Bugs Bunny. This is quite the mashup, okay? Yep. Warner Brother has ma- mixed its IPs a number of times in the past. Lego Dimensions, which is published by Warner Brothers, uh, and it combined numerous characters from Lego Movie, Batman, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, anything with Legos in it. Anything that Lego has previously trademarked was in that game. Uh, Goonies, Beetleju- Beetlejuice, Gremlins. In a recent movie, Space Jam, A New Legacy also centered around the idea of... Sp- uh, server verse a world set inside warner brothers studio servers containing all of its universes and characters over the course of the movie worlds from numerous other warner brothers properties are visited including austin powers the matrix casablanca mad max and the dc universe can you imagine having the two leads of casablanca fighting uh with mad max from fury road okay and austin powers making a dick joke
0: this just doesn't make sense to me does Smash make sense to you either? Yeah, it does. Smash makes more sense than this. Why? Because they're in. Because those are characters in games that combat is like a thing. Sure. Casablanca doesn't make sense to be in a fighting game. No. This is saying it could, like Matrix, Austin Powers. Right. Could.
1: Right. It's in the WB universe.
0: But even then, yeah, like, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't expect Fred Flintstone. Or Fred like Flintstone would go Brata. crazy, bro! Imagine his bat. Or he's probably he's
1: a melee fighter for sure. He probably, probably throws rocks that. for sure. Dude, I'm in. And there's reports that this is free to play. I hate everything about this game. I don't know how you can hate it. I absolutely it's love it. It's just an awful taste in my mouth. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. As long as it plays better than the Nickelodeon Fighter game. Because I hear that plays horribly. Oh. Which is sad. I heard it was fun. Cheese bought it. He bought it on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I got a first report that he played 10 minutes of it. And he says he couldn't play anymore. hmm which was
0: rough. That's My tough. friends back home had a good time. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Do they play co-op or online? Co-op. Sick. It's probably better. It's always better with that kind of game to play. Local mm-hmm. co-op. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I hope we see more. We got a little roster image thing that was leaked. Um, and I just... James, okay. Let's... I'm gonna... Let's pretend you're all in on this. Which you're not. Let's pretend. Sure. If you had to bring a character into this... In the WB universe, the Warner Bros, HBO universe, who would you bring in?
0: I feel like everyone who I'd want to bring in would just make it a different game. Like who? Like Like any DC superhero. I would just want a DC fighter game. Right. Rather than just WB as a whole. Alright, let's
1: bring in properties that you don't think are fighting game characters to be in this. Because it's already ridiculous. This is going to be ridiculous and probably really stupid. It could be a drama, it could be a romance. Who it could be anything. I just don't know if I'm that familiar with the WB. Sure, properties. Everybody knows what I want most. I want Tony Soprano in in WB yeah, fighting game. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be perfect. I I think it would be a it would be a hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was telling James we have all the outfits. We can put on robe Tony Soprano. We got the Cuba shirt Tony Soprano. We got. I mean, there's plenty. There's plenty. You could do velvet uh, suit, the track suit, Tony Soprano. In my dreams, Tony Soprano. I mean, we got a lot of options here. I think it would be great. He would just fight people just like as he does. He would just do what he does best. And that's just,
0: I don't know, smoke a cigar and beat people up. So that that would be great. I wonder if Pickle Rick is going to be a separate character.
1: Pickle Rick will be a skin. Oh, you think Pickle Rick with the arms and shit? Mm Mm-hmm. DLC. Just
0: kidding. paid yeah. DLC. It would be DLC. That sounds like yeah. about right. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. That's that. James?
0: Moving on, we got Halo Infinite's new campaign trailer has Master Chief chasing Cortana. Microsoft. This comes from The Verge. Microsoft has finally revealed a new look at Halo Infinite's campaign mode, marking the first time that the developer 343 Industries has shown the campaign since its initial gameplay reveal in July 2020. The new 6 minute trailer shows off a lot of Infinite's new gameplay and systems in a short amount of time, including new weapons, new enemies, menacing bosses, and a new AI companion character that will be accompanying players called the weapon. The overview also shows off some of Infinite's new open world gameplay and RPG style gameplay additions, which include optional bases and objectives for players to pursue, and selectable upgrades for equipment. Halo Infinite's initial gameplay reveal was viewed by many as underwhelming, spawning and disappointment in the purpose of purportedly next-gen visuals, and the infamous Craig meme that dunked on a close-up shot of a particularly poorly rendered brute. Craig. With Halo Infinite set to launch in just a few weeks on December 8th, the new campaign overview isn't just a chance for 343 Industries to give players a better idea of what to expect from the game when it arrives, but also a chance for redemption and to better sell fans on Infinite's potential after its lackluster first impression. Give me your
1: thoughts on the trailer, James. I know you had a lot of them. You I don't like it.
0: Tell me why. I don't like it because it looks like it's just going into a Ubisoft game. I think Halo is uh, a series that thrives on very cinematic moments in its campaigns. Then, um, and tell me if you disagree, because you've actually played more Halo games than I have at this moment. I've played them all. Um, Except for Halo Wars. I haven't played any Halo Wars. God, I loved Halo Wars. So okay. I played yeah. I played Halo 3, ODST, Reach, 4, uh, and that's it. And so... Um, I think this decision to move toward toward a more open world format with like collectibles and upgrades, I think the upgrades might be i think upgrades could fit into a linear gameplay uh style, but I think that going towards more open world might detract from like really cool moments in the story here's i need it's... to i need to harp on one more thing before yeah. I move on also I think specifically the inclusion. Of like mini bosses with health bars that are bullet sponges, is unhelpful. Like I just don't think it does anything for the franchise. I think it's a step backward, and I think it's a step in a direction of like moving towards other like just um other games. Yeah. Other games that are sure. in a similar vein, like uh, they're similar to Ubisoft games.
1: Yeah, I don't know, cause here's to play Devil's Adv- advocate for one thing. I'm not saying I believe this necessarily but in halo games there's a lot of times where there's wider open areas and there's different ways to get to your objective it's all leading to one point so you can't really go astray or anything there's not it's not like you're looking for something somewhere else right you could just you get on your ghost or whatever and you fly to the location or you're in um i don't know warthog is that that was called yeah Yeah. you drive it to the location but there's maybe two ways or three ways but each way has like a big section of things that has enemies that you might not see in the other way so my hope my hope is that this is not really an open world game. It just has objectives in both of those type of areas. So if you want to get the most out of it, you can do everything here and everything there and maybe pick up a, collect- a collectible around along the way. But in no way is it like you have to get this to move on. You have to like you have to like, um, I don't know, drop into this piece of the halo map and open world, explore everything and drop into this and that. Like, I really want this to be linear and I don't know if this is linear.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't be a, look linear. It's going to be a linear story, but I, I don't really know how it works. Well, I think the impression that I got was it's almost like a sort of... You go to a certain location to start a story mission. Mm-hmm. And in between these like story missions, you can go and do whatever. But right. like you have to go to like this waypoint over here yeah. to start the mission. But until you get to that point, it's not going to start. You're in like free roam.
1: I... Not going to lie, from the trailer, I got a little bit of Anthem map vibes. It, the map looks similar to Anthem in the sense that you drop in and there's like three or four different obvious open world like markers mm-hmm. on there, but also kind of destiny, like you're in mm-hmm. the European dead zone and you're kind of just, I don't know, you just go there for a certain thing, but you can drive around and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I just don't really want that in a Halo game, but I'm much more excited for the Halo multiplayer than I am for the campaign right now, because it it was fun. You and I both played it, and it wasn't even optimal settings. It was very chop, but it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, I'm excited for the campaign for sure, but I'm not like, dying to play it right now or anything. And the health bars, you're right. I think I don't like the health bars because specifically for, like, hunters and bosses and stuff, you unload those bad boys and you don't know when they're almost dead. Right. And that's even more scary. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe, maybe not. I don't know how close I am. Um, Yeah, and that, that mechanic of not knowing when they die ages very well. It you, does. I played it Halo 1 well. and Halo 5 within a, I don't know, eight months, nine months span or something like that. It's the same intensity Halo yep. One as in uh, Halo Five when you try to defeat those bosses. I know people didn't like the Halo Five story, but I, it was fine. I liked it a lot. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got on that.
0: But in terms of like movement, movement, and like actual like what you're doing in a gameplay yeah. sense of like the shooting, the uh, throwing yeah. grenades, like taking down enemies, that looks good. The grapple, the grapple. I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it talks about. Like, when he calls in the the wasp, yeah. it's like, here's a multi-million piece, dollar piece of equipment, and it just fucking drops.
1: Just, like, that's always how it looks. And just, it always, doosh. like, rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. That was cool. And, or, like, when he goes to pick up the uh, people in the warthog, and they're like, oh, you're safe now, and yeah. then he just fucking drives off a cliff. Yep. That was great. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also like how you can use the grapple hook to... Make someone like stagger a little bit, so you oh, can yeah. hit him. So you hit him with the shield. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I guess yeah. The the part that I didn't like is I don't want an upgrade system in Halo. I'm not really looking for those kind of elements in a Halo game. No. Um, but there was there's a the whole upgrade menu and stuff like that they showed. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to see. They might do it in a great way. I just have a bad. You and I both have kind of bad taste in our mouths of open world games right now. Yeah. Except for Ghost of Tsushima. Great open world. Great open world. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about yesterday's state of play. James, you didn't watch it, and you I didn't miss anything. It. Really? You didn't, well, I'll tell you what you missed. Okay. You missed a Bug Snacks update and a DLC in which they I introduced still need to play Bug Snacks. They introduced Animal Crossing type um, house building.
0: Ooh! To where
1: you can get different furniture and stuff to build your house. That is fun. <sighs> That's yeah. That's fun. I played about four hours of Bug Snacks. Okay, and I liked it, but it was right when the PS5 came out, and I was just like overwhelmed with different games. I was like, ah, Bug Snacks is free. I can go back to that later, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I probably will. I'm i not I'm willing to check it out again. It's dark. It, I can't wait. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Sweet. Uh, next up we got We Are OFK, which is a game that is made about a pop singer group. Okay, and okay. the pop singer group. You play as the four of them, but they're actually a real pop group in real life. Oh, really? Um, I thought the art style was awesome, and it looked cool. It was kind of like simulation-type dealio, but also kind of dating Simi a little bit. Like, there was text messages you can flirt with people, but then there's also action moments of this. Like, quick-time events while you're on stage performing. I, I don't really know what it is yet, but the art style is cool, and I'm interested at, at the very least. But apparently, I have an unpopular opinion, because I go back and look at the trailer... Huge dislike ratio. Like, 80% dislikes. Whoa. I was like, but I think it's because of other things in the trailer. Like, they, I, the performer was wearing a BLM shirt, and the comments are all shitting on that. And so, I think it's, oh. I'm pretty sure that it's not because of the game. It's because people are stupid idiots. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's it. <laughs> it's because people are dumb and idiots. And that's sad. I concur. Then we got Star Ocean. It's just a JRPG with adult bodies with little baby faces. That's This, this how it is, is big.
0: This is big because Star Ocean is a huge franchise.
1: Tell me. Tell me tell me why I should be excited. Well, I know it's a
0: big franchise, but I'm not excited. If you're not in JRPGs, yeah. you're probably not excited. But I like the, JRPGs. But for the JRPG crowd, this is like yeah. the sci-fi JRPG. That's good. That's sweet. That's it. You got
1: to watch the trailer. I'm I got to watch the your trailer. Thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's other JRPGs that just have so much more of a draw for me. This one didn't draw me. Speaking of JRPGs, I just want to mention
0: this real quickly. Tales of Arise uh, sold 1.7 million units. And on track to sell 2 million by the holidays. Mm -hmm. God bless them.
1: Good for them. My favorite announcement of this whole thing was Death's Door is coming to PlayStation. I'm so glad I waited and Mm -hmm. didn't pick this up on Steam. Um, People are telling me this is like a game of the year contender. Um, and I think it's 20 bucks, so I think I'll be picking Sweet. that up uh, right away on PlayStation. Uh, also, Shuhei Yoshida said that DualSense is amazing on the DualSense, or Sweet. on Death Store. So mm-hmm. that'll be cool. First Class Trouble, uh, that wasn't... Yes, yeah, sorry. It's also coming to Switch. It's also coming to Switch. I apologize, my bad. And also
0: comes out in November.
1: Um, James, I have a really quick question, and I don't want this to come off like a PlayStation fanboy that hates Xbox, because I don't want that... That's not my intention by saying this at all. I thought this was a flagship like Xbox exclusive like i Death thought the store was, yep totally 100 this was like people were very happy that this was going to be an xbox exclusive and it's only that for two months
0: i don't get it yeah i think because it was exclusive on game pass people thought that it was going to be like a big flagship title but this does give me hope that sable comes
1: to the playstation though mm. and oh, no i am waiting for that mm. and it's not like i wouldn't play it on xbox i just don't want to buy it a- an Xbox to play. An Xbox to play. I have a PlayStation, so like, I'd rather play it on that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to play it on PC because I want to play it in 4K with the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, First Class Trouble. I watched some... Uh, do you know anything about this game? No. It's basically Among Us in a spaceship with uh, robots and humans. One of one person's a robot, and they're trying to kill the humans that are trying to get tasks done. Um, it looks pretty nice. Early access looks super fun. People had a great time with it's it. It's on PlayStation Plus. It's on PlayStation Plus for PS Plus on November 2nd, so you get it for free. Yep. Uh, final thing that's worth mentioning is Little Devil Inside got a little gameplay trailer thing. Um, I really can't wait for this game. I just love the art style on it. Um, I recommend going to watch the trailer, but don't just watch this if this is your first time hearing about the game. Like, Look at the other stuff, too, because I felt like this focused a lot more on aspects of the game I wasn't as interested in versus aspects I was interested in. Take that for, as what you will. Yeah, that's PlayStation Plus. Overall, horrible state of play. Definitely could have been released in an email. As That's what I'm saying. That is what I
0: heard. Yeah. Well, then, do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Tell me. It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below the below the waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the two million men worldwide by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Strictly Casual. You ever tried to trim your balls and it into a Freddy Krueger film? No. Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure you're smelling fresh with their new, refined body wash. Fellas, the ladies love their signature scent and it will scare away those vampires. doesn't have garlic in it, though. No. Unlock your you conf- can add garlic. <laughs> Be our guest. <laughs> Unlock your confidence with a performance package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle that problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. Their finely tuned pube products feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. the Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code STRICTLYCASUAL, that's all one word, STRICTLYCASUAL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code STRICTLYCASUAL at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped.
1: You guys got to check out our video. I think it's actually pretty hilarious. We made a little Manscaped video yeah, and it's did. up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I think. Um, it was a good time. I watched it and I was like, damn, I'm glad to be working with James and Ryder. I love these boys. Oh, these are good people. Aww. So check that out. Uh, thank you, Manscaped.
0: We appreciate it. Thank you, Manscaped. What's next? Saber Interactive announces a quiet place game. That's pretty cool. Is there a trailer? Alright, Saber Interactive and Illogica, along with Epitome, have found- (laughs) Which are spelled so weird, and they're they're trying to be, like, cool weird, but it's not. It's like E-P-1-T-0-M-E for Epitome. Have announced the development of a video game inspired by the acclaimed film series from Paramount Pictures, A Quiet Place. The game will be a new single-player, story-driven horror game, and will be the first official game in the universe of A Quiet Place. It is unclear which characters, if any, will make an appearance in the game, though the game's official site states that it will be an untold story and not just a retelling of the movie plot. Cool. The Montreal-based development studio says the game will, quote, let fans experience the tension of the films with a level of immersion they've never felt before, end quote. And they go on to say how excited the team is to work with Epitome and Saber Interactive. Ted Hollands, head head of publishing at Saber Interactive, had the following to say about the game. The game's success, or sorry, the game. <laughs> the amazing success of A Quiet Place movies makes it clear audience are hungry for more adventures in this universe, and logica is creating their own truly engaging experience that lives up to the name of this beloved property. We are proud to say that A Quiet Place is the first game we will be releasing by an external studio from the growing Sabre publishing label. What would you want to see from, like mechanics, would you want to see from A Quiet Place game? I want to see... Hmm... I think there could be some cool stuff in here. I don't think it needs. I don't think it needs a lot of complexity. Are you? Uh, what type of game are you kind of
1: imagining through this? I'm imagining an alien isolation type
0: beat. Yeah, I'm definitely along those lines, or like a like amnesia sort mm. of. Yep. Um, but all focused on sound, right? Because yep. that's the main thing. Um, I feel like something like this has been done before with like a lot of audio things sure. mattering to core gameplay audio is
1: important to horror just in general yeah yeah
0: um I just can't put my finger on what it reminds me of um but i I don't know what I want whether I want it to be something more on the survival end hmm. with uh like having to go and Uh, get resources and always having the looming fear of like being quiet looking out for like traps yeah and looking out for like sound things and you know like when you're going through this is a poor example like when you're going through dungeons in Elder scrolls 5 skyrim Mm -hmm. and you have those little like bone things that are like hanging up and rattling yeah and they rattle if you knock into them and then they wake up the draugr yeah similar things i don't want I want it to be like Alien Isolation in the fact of um, the enemies being either, like, unkillable or really hard to kill.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All sounds interesting. I, I, I think this could is a great base for a horror game. I mean, the movies are... Did you see the second one? I never saw the second one. I was so surprised. I was like, there's no way they can make a sequel to this. Because the first one's good, right? The first one's good second one's great it's so it's
0: really good and they're wow. making a third
1: one so I'm like, i can't God. wait
0: to watch the second one i need yeah we,
1: that's, that's a... a great halloween movie we could watch let's do it yeah i ah,
0: real good okay. real good okay
1: love it so yeah that's kind of exciting we have literally no more information than this right now so we will keep you guys updated when we know more too uh playstation's full year of 2021 quarter two results are in and this is from benji sales on twitter who's a great follow if you don't follow already mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 has shipped 3.3 million units and has reached 13.4 million lifetime units. It's a lot of units. A lot uh, of units. 13.4 <laughs> million. Uh 76.4 million units of software. That's a lot too. And 8 million of those are first-party games or 7.6 million are first-party games. Digital full game software ratio 62%. This is a, this is crossed crossed the 50% threshold of digital mm-hmm. games which Is so big to me. It's so big to me. Because PS3 era, you were looking at, like, less than 10% were digital in its heyday, right? Yeah. And then PlayStation, you were rocking, like, 40%-ish. And now we're at 62% digital. It's COVID. I mean, yeah, it is a lot due to COVID. But also, I don't know. A lot of people don't care about physical. I really Mm -hmm. like physical media. But, like, there's stuff I'm not going to buy physically. Like, Battlefield, I'll buy digitally because I just want to have that ready to go whenever. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, single-player games, I want the physical copies yep. because that's so cool to me. I like mm-hmm. that. Physi- like, a single-player game having the physical disc is like having a physical movie where I, I like to buy the movies that I love. I don't really buy a bunch of movies, but like if I really love it, I want it part of my collection that right. I have. Right. Um, there are 47.2 million PS Plus subscribers and 104 million active mon- monthly losers. Losers. Oh,
0: my God.
1: <laughs> Users. Yeah, losers.
0: That's actually a surprising number to me. Big or small? Um, in terms of... No, not the active mm. u- monthly users, but the PlayStation sub, PlayStation Plus subscribers. I would think that more than half mm. of the monthly active users are PlayStation Plus subscribers. Sure. But the- it's under half. I'm trying to think of the
1: games that provide free matchmaking and stuff like that, or free online play, mm-hmm. such as like Fortnite, um, Call of Duty is now... Mm. Like some of these huge titles that literally... Like, let's face it like a good percentage of people only play yeah they don't even need it at that that's point. true i forgot that they didn't use ps plus yeah i someone could fact check me on cod but i know for a fact Fortnite is free matchmaking because they have their own dedicated servers they don't need yeah. anything from playstation mm-hmm. um so yeah those are interesting numbers cool
0: activision blizzard oh my god i can't read today activision blizzard ends forced arbitration as did i read that right yeah arbitration as ceo takes a massive pay cut Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick sent a letter updating employees on the further steps he and the company will take to change its image in the wake of multiple sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuits. Most notably, Kotick says that Activision Blizzard will employ a zero tolerance harassment policy, waive arbitration, and sexual harassment and discrimination claims, and the billion-dollar net worth CEO will take a massive pay cut, earning only $62,500 per year in total compensation, until the board of directors feels certain diversity, equity, and inclusion goals are met. Also, keep in mind that even though he's only earning $62,500 per year, he did just get a $155 million uh, bonus yeah. earlier this year. This is confusing to me. Like, after we read this, I want to click on
1: the link to to read about this.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. It's a seasonal bonus. Okay. Yeah. Um... The letter outlined other goals for the company, including an investment of $250 million over 10 years in programs that support diversity in the gaming technology industries. Activision Blizzard is also committing to expanding the number of women and non-binary people employed by 50%. Codex's letter seemingly addresses demands and supports company's actions, including the firing of over 20 people and multiple updates to its games to remove problematic content, references, and people, such as McCree. McCree, who is now Cole
1: something i forgot what it was oh i played overwatch this week really i forgot yeah you, you here, enjoy right? it right yeah yeah it's fun i mean, I just like playing i have a couple friends that are really into it mm-hmm. and so sometimes they ask me to jump on and i have a good time playing with them i'm not very good but i got like gold star on like healing or whatever the yeah, gold and i'm like ah yeah feels yeah, good it feels good gold medal sweaty as hell that
0: game i click in that 150 million, five million dollar pay package Oh yeah, let's check that. See out what's up quick. with that. So basically,
1: let's see, Eurogamer, uh, Adwalker guys, I'm sorry, this is brutal. Um, yeah, great, great. Yep, yeah, let's just can we pause, pause this ad block real quick. Pause, pause on this,
0: this. site. Perfect.
1: Okay, continue. Bet. Uh, the stay on paved vote was adversary, which means that even if Activision Blizzard had lost, Kodak would still have collected. He oh he would have still collected his hundred and fifty five million. Yep. Okay, so he gets that money. He's yeah he gets that money. Dude, one hundred fifty five
0: million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, that's an insane amount of money.
1: I was I thought this was gonna going to like maybe his team or something. No no no, it's just one person. He
0: is getting a hundred and fifty five million dollar bonus. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: That's a lot of money. Okay, got it. But wait, but they cut his salary by fifty percent to eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. And reduced his target annual bonus by 50%, which is a potential reduction. Got it. So why is he getting a $155 million bonus this year when Blizzard is dumping? In the dumps. Dumping, dumping. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. As According to the FT, what is the FT? I don't know. Uh, most of Codex' 155 million dollar package for 2020 was in awards tied to a 2016 goal of doubling the company's market ca- uh, capitalization. Capitalization and shares soared last year amid coronavirus. So, interesting. Okay.
0: Weird. That comes from Eurogamer.
1: Yeah, that's not very PogChamp. champ.
0: No, it's kind of ass. Do
1: you know what is PogChamp that nobody asked for an update for, but here it is anyways? Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time is still in development, and they have literally no news, and for no reason they posted this. We did not. It's just no one asked. For random. This. They say, "Hey, Prince of Persia fans, we want to take a moment to reassure you that we're still making Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time, and we're motivated by your feedback, and we'll upgrade, update you in the future." They said, "Thanks, bye." Yep. That's literally it.
0: That's literally it. Yep. See ya next. What's not PogChamp is that Digimon Survive is officially delayed till 2022. But also, no one really expected it to come out this year since we really haven't seen anything on it uh, in a really long time. I'm going to read the statement. Digimon fans patiently awaiting Digimon Digimon Survive. First of all, we'd like to thank you for your continued patience and support for Digimon Survive. Our original goal is to launch Digimon Survive in 2021. However, due to the need to allocate more time to development, it is necessary to move the game's release date to 2022. While this decision hasn't been been an easy one, we want to make sure we use this extra time to enhance the quality of the game. The entire development team is working as hard as we can on the game, and we kindly ask for your patience. We look forward to sharing more news and updates about Digimon Survive with you all soon. Thank you again for your continued support. That comes from Kazumasa Habu, the producer of Digimon Survive. Do you know what type of game Digimon Survive is? There's an original trailer that came out in 2018 when it was announced. Yeah, And it's very much a, um, it's like turn-based okay term is combat but it's very like uh narrative based single player mm-hmm. um more mm-hmm. a little more like on the if if you play, have you ever played any or seen any of the other digimon games Mm-mm. they're part very like grandiose sure very big a lot of very flashy okay. and this is very grounded in cool. terms of its like tones
1: Digimon survive.
0: And it really focuses on your relationship with the Digimon that you cool. like carry around with you.
1: Also check it out. Or follow you around. Also, random note, but on this announcement, Bandai Namco used its old logo on this. After the whole kabang about them having a new logo, they used their old logo on this. I didn't even notice that. I thought that was funny. Just observation. No um Okay, and then we got a huge Oculus Quest 2 game reveals, James, mm-hmm. today. It's from Oculus.com. And I guess Facebook, or now known as Meta? Meta. How stupid. How (laughs) dumb. (laughs) Facebook is just dumb. Dumb. (laughs) It's just dumb. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is coming to Oculus Quest 2. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Is it the remake version or the old version? Okay. Today at connect we announced that Rockstar Games Classic Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is in development for Quest 2. It's still in development. Get a new perspective on Los Santos, uh, San Fierro, and Los Venturas as you experience again, or for the first time, one of gaming's most iconic open worlds. This is a project many years in the making, and we can't wait to show you more. Show you more. I don't know. Are they changing the perspective? And I, I I don't know. Can you ride a bike? Yeah. (laughs) I just find riding bikes in games so funny because it can either look so wonky or just Mm -hmm. smooth. I can't imagine the VR riding a bike. Sounds Sounds terrible. Uh, Vertigo Games. For years now, Vertigo Vertigo Games has been the forefront of VR, both as a developer and a publisher. Their list of successful games is long and growing, longer from Arizona Sunshine to A Fisherman's Tale to the recent unplugged and upcoming multiplayer action title After the Fall which is epic. We mm-hmm. love working with them. And today we are announced that we're partnering with Vertigo Games on not one, but five new games, Whoa! including fan favorite games, game worlds from Deep Silver and others. Expect to hear more details on that lineup soon. For some reason, while reading that, I had flashbacks to Google Stadia. May they rest in peace. We're getting more <laughs> Beats Saber content. We're getting Population 1. We'll continue to receive updates. James, you know what Population 1 is? It's uh, Battle Royale. Cool. Blade and Sorcery Nomad is another game coming and it's a new standard for melee it's setting a new standard for melee combat when it launched on the Rift platform in twenty nineteen. The era of weightless and wiggle sword combat is over, proclaimed developer Warp Frog. What a great studio name introducing players who assisted where weapons have real heft to their movements. Now it's, now it's time to introduce even more people to this groundbreaking combat sandbox. Later this year, Warp Frog will release blade and sorcery nomad, bringing its take on magic, melee and medieval fantasy over to the quest two as well. Sounds cool. Sounds dope. Yeah. And that's the news, baby. Do you want to do RFS and then question of the week or question yep. of the week? Let's okay. do RFS then question of the All week. All right.
0: We got a lot of RFS this week. random fun stuff. Hit me. Fortnite adds Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine into new Resident Evil collab. And Dune and Fortnite collab. Of course. You can play Paul and Zendaya's character, who I forget her name. Hey,
1: go see Dune. Dune's real good. Go see Dune.
0: Yeah. Canterbridge of Spirits is officially a success
1: as studio goes full-time. Apple Music is now available on the PlayStation 5. Payday 3 is set in New York and stars the original gang. Returnal's 2.0 update brings suspended run option and
0: photo mode. Real quick. Yep. So, so suspend run means you make a save point, And then once you go back to the save point, you can't go back to that save point. So once you start that next, like once you return to that, that file gets deleted. And so you progress on. And then you, if you want to make a new one, it just starts right there. And so it can, you can't like, you can't have, go back to that old save. No. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's, that maintains its roguelike nature. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's fair. That's you. Oh, yes. Nintendo releases Metroid Dread demo. Digimon Survive delayed until 2022. Oh, I'm Got sorry. It. I'm no, you're that. good. Uh, Sony has formed PlayStation PC label.
1: Yep. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is free on PC to celebrate Lara Croft's 25th
0: anniversary. Also to celebrate uh, Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary are Switch ports of Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light and Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. Those come out in November. Um, I recommend Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's good. What? I said I recommend Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's free, and it's just oh, pick yes. it up, download. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. I also heard these two games were, like, best in the franchise. Which ones? Uh, Guardian of Light and Temple of Osiris. Those are cool.
1: Oh, got it. Sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS Plus games for November are correct. The leaks are right. So you get Knockout City, Kingdoms of uh, Amular, Amalur. Amalur Re-Reckoning, which I am going to download. I'm going to try that. That's, mm-hmm. that's exciting. First Class Trouble, which we talked about. And then we get three PSVR games, including The Persistence, The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners, and Until You
0: Fall. And then uh, Monster Hunter Arise added in black hairstyles. Pretty cool for character creator. People are real cool. happy about that. <laughs> Question
1: of the week, James, are Halloween themed. These are again from cheesy. Okay. Number one, I think we both have the same answer for, it, but is what, what horror game have you genuinely enjoyed
0: or had you quite had you quite spooked and why? So the first horror game that I ever, like, actually played and that I was quite spooked about was one that I think everyone in our generation played when we were, like, 12 years old. And that was Slender. Of course. That was that was a cultural reset. That Did was a know? cultural reset. Yeah. Playing Slender was so spooky. Yep. Because of, like, you really had no idea what was going on. Like, there was a lot of, like lore behind it that like gave birth to like a lot of like movies and other Dude, games around it yeah it was pretty heavy there were youtube essays where there there's you- like
1: four hours and you're like this is just part one like what is <laughs> there to know <laughs> and what? i watched all
0: of them i was in that rabbit hole yep. deep mm-hmm. uh that one's really good i really enjoy resident evil 7 all I, I haven't beat it yet resident evil the the remastered one that came out on playstation is really good yeah uh, Resident Evil Four, I think, isn't horror enough. I mean, it's definitely a horror game, but I don't think it's that scary. But Resident Evil Seven for sure. Like, Resident Evil Seven was the last game that had I me mean, like, I don't want to go down this hallway. Like, I don't want to open up this door. I don't want to go in there. I don't yeah. want to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quit. I need. To I've made it, it pretty far. I'm like
1: so proud of myself. Yeah, good for you. Every once in a while, I pick it up, get a couple hours, and I'm like, damn, I can't play that ever again. And then I want to jump in a little bit more. Now we're
0: going to watch horror movies, because we became acquainted to them.
1: Yes, exactly. For me, the horror game that I genuinely enjoyed and had me quite scared is P.T. And that's not even a game. It's not even a game. It's like, I don't know, a couple hours. I forgot about P.T. I played so much. I played P.T. over and over again. And it was scary
0: every time.
1: Every time. And then... You have to, like, talk in your mic or something and do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You got to look here. Mm -hmm. And if you do it a little bit differently, it's, like, a little bit different every time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I'm telling my brother he's got to play this. He's too young to be playing this at the time. He's free. He's pissing his pants. Stealing the whole thing, bro. Just kidding. (laughs) Love you. But it's so good. It's so good. good. And we'll never, ever see – that'll never see the light of the day. Kojima said, no
0: Silent Hill. We're going to take Norman Reedus.
1: Death Stranding.
0: Yep. That's what happened. So cool. But Kojima is thinking about, I think he's going to make a horror game soon. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. He's been talking a lot about horror stuff on Twitter for the past, like, three years. Mm -hmm.
1: So, we got a follow-up question to this. This doesn't have to be a horror game, but is there any game in your span of years playing that ever gave you a bone-chilling or chills-running-down-your-spine type vibe? Like, it could be any game, but is there a moment that just literally made you, like, have chills? I have an answer for this. You do? Yeah, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. To me, it is Batman Arkham Asylum um, when you, when you oh, get Scare into the Crow. Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, you walk into this empty room, and Arkham Arkham Asylum is scary. It's I think it's, it's, it's a little yeah. bit scary. You walk into this room, and you know something's wrong, but you're not sure. There's like a gurney in the middle of the room, and you walk up to it, and you get gassed. You get gassed by this thing. It's like a scary-ass face pops out of this body bag type thing, and you get put into this, like... Hallucination dream with a giant scarecrow. No,
0: bro. no, no! But you forget. Yeah. Leading up to this. Yeah. There's this moment that your game starts like it looks like it's glitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There's like fuzz on the screen, yes. and like you think you're like you think something's wrong with your TV or yeah. like your PlayStation. You're starting to like check it out, mm-hmm. so you just like you just keep kind of going, and it just progresses into this like
1: yeah. into
0: the whole scarecrow encounter. I that
1: think. was as of playing that on ps3 at like 13 years old dude i was freaking out mm-hmm. but it's great i'll never i'll never forget it. it's a great moment in games how about you you got
0: one uh, i don't think so that's fair i don't think so i remember the first time i tried to play amnesia because i saw pewdiepie play it <laughs> like oh this pewdiepie it's, plays every yeah, fun exactly <laughs> <laughs> yep i couldn't i i'm like i can't my thing is like doors don't give me like doors to open or hallways to walk down because i simply will not do it yeah you're like nah i'm like no, I'll just, yeah. I, no i'm good let's
1: continue out that's so funny all right that's episode 86 ladies and gentlemen of checkpoint i appreciate y'all being here that was epic um again if you're listening on audio audio platforms please give us a review that helps us allow, a lot and uh, follow our Twitter and TikTok and stuff. we we have a TikTok like almost at nine hundred thousand views. We might hit yeah, a million did. views on a TikTok. That's That'd crazy. Be crazy. Millions and that's a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Ryder for making that for real. Um, he's a yeah. TikTok king. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. I yeah. hope You guys have a great Halloween. Very Question. spooky Halloween. Yeah. These questions that we answer right now, I want to hear your guys' answer too. What's the best horror game you've played? And then have you had like a spine-chilling moment from a game that's not necessarily a horror game? Stuff like that. Um, and uh, should I pick up Guardians? I want to pick up Guardians. We'll see.
0: I don't know. We'll see.
1: I don't know. Who knows? James, got any closing thoughts?
0: I just want to thank you guys for listening. You guys are incredible. Yeah, pop off. Pop off.
1: And if you're listening right now and you're not subscribed to audio, subscribe to audio. It does, it does us a big favor, too. Downloads the episode for you guys when we drop a new one. Yeah. Unless you all ready to go. It notifies you. We would appreciate that a lot. All right. Until next time or next Friday. We're releasing this a day early, on October 28th. So, peace out, everybody. Love y'all. Love y'all.